0: Hi guys, my name is Vivian, aka V, and I'm hanging out today with the girl Unplugged. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing a very sensitive and controversial topic, abortion. Well, if you're thinking whether you should have an abortion or not, that's not really the point, but I hope you learn one or two things from this episode. Enjoy!
1: Hi guys! Hi guys, welcome to the Girl Unplugged
0: Podcast We Rita Chikriki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living.
1: Hi Ms. Vivian, welcome to the Girl Unplugged Podcast.
0: Hi, hi, thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. Should I call you V? I feel like we know each other, like, you know, in a kind of yeah. way. So, Miss Vivian Actually, is so my, my,
0: my close, exactly. My close friends address me as V. So, V makes me feel more comfortable. So, yes, I'll go with V.
1: Okay, V. <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> to the show. So, before we Thank start, you. right, tell us yeah. one random thing about you.
0: How random do you want it to sound? Is like very random or just random, random?
1: Well, depends. <laughs> if you can make it, two, okay. Make one, make one random, then make the, the second one random, random.
0: Okay, let me start from random, random. One random, random thing about me is that I want to be in a relationship, yeah, and at the same time, I still don't want to be in a relationship. That's you get
1: random. feeling you because <laughs> so, you know uh, i find it awkward and weird when i have this kind of feelings you know i'm like rita are you sure you're normal sometimes i'm like I want a boyfriend, but I don't want a boyfriend. Exactly. You know, I want yeah. to be in a relationship, but I don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah. Sometimes I analyze like it so much, and I begin to feel like, see, you have score, score in your head. But I'm glad <laughs> that finally I get much, to meet somebody that feels the same way. way.
0: <laughs> I totally understand. I, I do. So, wow, that's um, so um, a random, the random random thing random. about me, I know. So the random thing about me is that... Mm, what is one random thing about me? I like sipping Gary a lot. A lot. Hmm. Yeah, a whole lot. And I heard it's not healthy. I know it's not healthy, especially for my eyes, but
1: I don't know. I don't know if I can those things stop. they told us, Seth. Are you sure it's are you sure is is it's true? Those things they tell us about <laughs> Gary, sipping Gary. Are you sure it's yeah, true? I don't no. think it's true. I don't think it's and true. Before they said it's white Gary. They say it's white gary. Later, they now said, okay, if you sip yellow gary, it's okay. Because it has oil that contains vitamin A. You know, all those things. But ah, I've I've been sipping gary since boarding school. And my eyes are, eh? hmm. At night, it's even clearer. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show once again. So today we'll be discussing about D&C. And And for our listeners, D&C is like another name for abortion. And it means yeah. dilation and curettage. It's a method of yeah. surgical abortion where the cervix, which is the lower part of the uterus, is expanded so that the procedure of abortion will take place. Exactly. And somehow yeah. it, it has been adopted as a street language because yeah. abortion sounds more vulgar to the ears. Vulgar, yeah. So yeah. in the streets... And in for teenagers, they it's easier for them to like say D and C because for you to even decipher what D and C means is either you are a street person too, <laughs> or <laughs> you have gone through the process to, to know it. You yeah. get, but if you're a JJC, there's no way you say D and C, somebody no will say no, D and C abortion. around you, and you, know. you get to exactly decipher Some it. Some persons don't so, even know what D
0: and C is, so abortion sounds sounds
1: more understandable for them yes but it's some people find it vulgar and a little bit offensive because once you say it it's the morality that comes to mind the morality of why you shouldn't do it you know that comes to mind and it, it begins to well up some offensive energy Today we are going to be having this conversation for the purpose of learning and experience sharing. Not to judge or not to say whether it is right or wrong, but for insight and reflection, especially from experience. You know, we live in an age and time where sexual rights are pushed, right? Where women empowerment also involves rights of women having rights to their bodies and what they choose to do with it you know yeah. and so these conversations tend to come up a lot and you see people even when people say they are not for it there are actually quite a number of people that are for it and push for women to have such rights to their bodies and all that We'll get to that later in the conversation. I want to know your own perception about sexual and reproductive health rights.
0: Okay, um, when we talk about sexual reproductive rights, it's more like, let's just say your body, your choice. That's just what it means, yeah? Yeah. So once once you tell someone it means your body, your choice, you don't even need to go further in explaining yourself what um sexual reproductive rights is all about but it's more like you being in charge of your body you choosing what you want to do with your body because in this Mm. part of in this part of the country yeah so many women have been denied this sexual reproductive right most persons they don't even know that they have a sexual reproductive right most girls don't yeah do you understand Mm. and you don't you don't blame them because it's it's due to this society so, yes. in a nutshell, it's just you knowing what you want with your body and all the decisions you make about your own body should just be yours. But we don't, we don't actually practice that,
1: and we, we don't, don't want to talk that. about it.
0: Exactly, <laughs> because <laughs> if you, it feels like when you want, when you want to bring it up, if they don't call you, if they don't twist it to call you a feminist, they twist it to call you something relating to that. Do you understand? Yeah. Either they say you're yeah. you're um you're pushing for abortion, you're saying ab- we're not even saying abortion is right or wrong. It depends exactly. on the person in the situation, it depends on me saying, Okay, I did an abortion is wrong, okay. I did an abortion is right, it's about me and my opinion.
1: Exactly. Yeah, as oh. much as we want to push the conversation around the morality when it comes to D and C, we would we shouldn't forget the fact that at the end of the day, it is the person's choice and show, opinion yeah. that stands at the end of the day. Yeah. So if, if I choose to you know go through a DNC from a personal conviction, from a place of this is what I want to do, yeah, um the society may view it as morally wrong and just like you said depending on the society you live in because um, here in South Africa abortion is legal in fact you have abortion clinics clinics that are designated for such procedures and it's on request so you can walk into that clinic and say I am pregnant and I don't want to keep it you know and they put you through the necessary things, requirements, consent, you know, make sure they get your consent, you get to sign the forms. And, you know, for this abortion clinic, what, um, what is so remarkable about it is that it ensures that when women decide to have an abortion, it is safe yeah. and they get the necessary care they require throughout the process. You know, even though, like, not all medical practitioners are willing to be involved. Like, some people will tell you, okay, I know it's legal, but I don't do it. Maybe because of their own personal beliefs or anything. Yeah. But in those centers, you walk in there, you request for one, and it is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. Like nobody's going to be asking you, you know, in our society, the next thing is that somebody different. will bring out Bible
0: and start telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, this verse, this, this, this chapter, this, this, this said you shouldn't commit an abortion. This is you coming to a clinic for something. I already thought about it and I feel this is what's good for me at this point. So if I needed someone to, to talk me out of whatever it was, I wouldn't come to you. Do you understand? I'm here because yeah. I've made my decision. I'm here at the hospital because I've made my decision, and I want to do this. Let's not even talk about the
1: men. Exactly, not because not if we start this men. conversation, it's going to it's, <sighs> it's going to turn into something else. We are going to get to that. But while we are talking about this accessibility of getting, you know, proper and safe abortion method, it, it reminds me of why. This is needed in a society like ours. And when I say in a society like ours, I mean like in Africa and Nigeria, most especially. Yeah. You know, when you think of the complications that come Comes with having. Especially unsafe abortion. Exactly. You begin to know that this is needed. For me, abstinence is ideal, if you ask me. Very but much. realistically, it is not. Because the choice for someone to have sexual intercourse with another human being cannot be controlled by anyone, you know? And so you cannot tell somebody, you cannot come out and tell somebody don't have sex. Even when it is being preached in our churches, in our mosques, don't have premarital sex young people still go out to have sex so it is not it is ideal but it's not realistic in, especially in the society we live in now and so yeah. for me contraceptive methods let's start from there now are more for me they are more sustainable and when i talk about contraceptives i'm not talking about like condoms or because yeah. condoms it has its own fail, and you also have people yeah. that are in mysterious, they'll just pinch, pinch condoms so that you they will get you pregnant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes now.
0: <laughs> yes now. Some of them, some of them, you even saying pinching it, some of them would take it off totally to so make sure that yes, you cannot come and tell them you did not enter. To make sure yes. that the painting did not fail then, they will
1: take it off. Exactly. It's people that have malicious intent to get you pregnant. That's one. But for me, the pills are our regular postin two that is supposed to be accessible over the counter in the pharmacy. Buying it is not buying
0: postinor two in this in this slide. It's like it's like squad. <laughs> it's like, it's squad. like, it's like, it's it's like, like squad. Oh my goodness. It's like you're going to steal from your pharmacy. The way they will even look at you, the way they will look at you, as if as if you're you're doing something that has not that that no one has done before. Do you
1: understand? Like as, as if you're, you're not looking out your for your health. Crazy. And so for me, I'm like, okay, even the even the contraceptives, right? yeah that seem to be sustainable in the long run pills are not easily accessible yeah i think think some some things some things should
0: actually come to light. more like imagine a young girl going to the pharmacy to buy if fact, three things most girls find difficult to walk into the pharmacy to buy is see condoms contraceptive and um text strip these three things if you're walking into a pharmacy to buy them it feels like you're doing something wrong. Meanwhile, you're not. Because the society we find ourselves in, they've made us feel that way. And moreover, they say not is, is an over-the-counter pill. So why can't why can't I go over the counter and purchase it? It's not even like I need a prescription, a doctor's prescription to purchase this pill. But because even, even the, the the person attending to you will start looking at you as if as if you killed somebody, you understand? Yeah. And as a young girl, I think we should be able to monitor our body to know the type of contraceptive that works best for us because body differs. I'm going to use myself as an example. If I take um, personal two, it, it changes my circle. For most persons, it does. It changes my period circle. And it doesn't just it, it, like my own is different. It, it gets to the point where. I can actually stay for two, three months without seeing my period, but I'm not pregnant, it's because Mm. of the morning after pill I took, because I know my system rejects it. So at this point, all I have to do is dwell in condoms to make sure that condoms, you know, are always there to keep myself protected. We're not even talking about STDs and the rest of them. We're talking about pregnancy here. Because trust me, if you wanted to have a baby. You won't use condoms at the first place. Do you understand? Exactly. Exactly. You wouldn't want to protest this morning after pill. And exactly. it's not something you consume, you consume as if you're taking um a, a painkiller or something. It's not something exactly.
1: Recently I discovered that as much as we take it, you know, like after morning pills, it is actually an abuse of that drug. Because when you look yeah. at it, it's only in cases of rape that you are like that it's needed you know when yeah. it was not planned yeah you know but when yeah. you have thought about it you've planned about having you know sexual intercourse and then you go ahead and have it, it it's not an emergency anymore it means that it was premeditated and so you have to use a method that that is already I's already there to protect you from getting pregnant. young people are not getting the right sex education they need I don't even think they teach for they, themselves they teach such in schools these days Yes, they don't. so when we talk about sex education, it's mostly about don't do this so that you don't get pregnant, but you don't teach the person about their bodies, you don't teach the person about the options available for them if they decide to because another opinion i hold which i feel like it's very important to highlight in this conversation is that when you deny people of access to getting maybe contraceptives to protect themselves from getting pregnant or prevent them from getting pregnant you're you're infringing on their sexual health rights and no matter how you want to see it you're not doing justice by them because at the end of the day it is entirely their decision and i'm talking about adults here like from 18 21 to 26 Yeah. yeah and all that so so far that person is an adult under the law you cannot infringe on their sexual health rights even when your intentions are good in terms of trying to preach to them don't do this don't do that we forget that at the end of the day, it is that that person's decision to make eventually. And you should arm them or equip them with the appropriate information that they need. It is still their right to know the options available for them. Moving away from contraceptions and reproductive health rights, I really want us to talk about the hazards of, dnc and the trauma that follow after after that you know because this episode is actually about the dnc process
0: yeah talking about the hazards of dnc let's 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 start from the early stage of the whole thing the pain one goes through to get a dnc done it's crazy the emotional trauma first off you didn't get yourself pregnant let's start from there (laughs) it's more that you need you need a moral support yeah understand you need someone you need someone to always tell you you're going to be fine you'll 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 be okay and all that it's going to help it's going to be a long way but you that at the end of the day you're going to the hospital alone you're fixing the doctor alone you're paying the bills alone you're bearing the two persons are meant to be responsible in this two persons are meant to share the pain even if we know literally one person is going to be feeling the pain but two exactly. persons are meant to share in all these things. Do you understand? But at the end of the day, you find out that you're in this alone. Because these guys, once you tell them, I've missed my period. Jagma,
1: they are picking up. <laughs> she said Java. Yes. <laughs> they are picking up. Sometimes off, even you know? getting them to pay for the process is a problem.
0: A because problem. number
1: one. Number 1, eh, let's just let's just be honest in this conversation. Most people that have sexual intercourse shouldn't be having sex in the first place. Yeah. For me, I believe that if you don't have money, don't be having sex because in fact, you should have money so that in case you have so Stop stop saying it like that. So, broke people like us you now, have don't now. Don't close your leg. <laughs> close your don't leg. Say it like so that, that... <laughs> So that when issues like, like this, that, come on, you will not say you will not say i don't have money for dnc or i don't have money See, to take that's, care why, of that's why that's why that's why condom is there for broke people like us that's right. why we have condom. <laughs> and
0: over-the-counter pill you can purchase it for 500 because we are broke so let's take the necessary safety measures or, or let's Please. we're not even going to rely on the full out method. I don't want to jump after no no uh, be, let's 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 look at these things from, from another perspective. Yeah. Now as a yeah. girl, I know very well that I have a boyfriend and I'm sexually active with my boyfriend. Yes. And yeah. probably I don't I don't enjoy sex with condom. I prefer going raw with my man. Yeah, it's left for me to, to know my body. I'm meant to know when I'm free. Do you understand? I'm going to know when I'm ovulating, yes. when it's safe for me to have unprotected sex, and when it's not safe for me to have unprotected sex. Yes. Most of these girls don't know anything. They just open their legs and enjoy the good time. Because exactly. if you monitor your body, I can boldly tell you that since this year, I've not taken any, any bit of contraceptive, and I've not told anybody I've missed my period. Because I yeah. I, I got to sit down, and I, and I had to educate myself because I won't let someone do it for me. Now, the thing is, I know when I'm free to have unprotected sex, and I know when I'm not free to have unprotected sex, and then there is flow up. It's making things a bit easy for for me. If I, some girls, yeah. they don't even know when they, their period is coming. They, they just it's sit down and ask I, yeah, I beg, you beg, I like, I don't think. Check, you be like say I don't think. You know, it was all that, always embarrassing yourself. You just go outside and you see a young girl working with uh bloodsting behind because she didn't know that she, her period was meant to come that day.
1: Yeah.
0: But if we get to learn that our body know our circle, know when our period is going to come, when is when know when it's safe and not safe for us to have unprotected sex, we're going to curtail unwanted pregnancy and the rate of abortion.
1: I agree. And where I was actually driving at initially, apart from the sob I was throwing for people to catch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually driving at the fact that the hazard for the woman is actually more because yeah, when you look is. at it eventually maybe let's say a girl gets pregnant and the person that they both had the sex with is not financially able to support right? Yeah. right it is now left for you the woman because in the society we live in if you carry Belen, are you will be woman 19 year now yeah, now you go bear and pass. Now We're you go carry here, the belly. Single, single now you, father,
0: self. Now single mother, you know, single mother, the trend.
1: Now you the shame. Now you go carry the shame. Now you go stop school if you are in school. So now you, so your life baby. go change and all that, yeah. you know. But yeah. aside all that, that you know that this is what will happen. And this is actually what drives young girls to want to go through the DNC process because when they think about all these things, they are like, you know what? I cannot put my life on the halt. I cannot go through this shame, you know, especially when they don't have a supportive partner. So they go for DNC. But the the annoying part of it is that even while we are, while you're going for that DNC, there's hazard waiting for you there. Because number one, because of the illegality of the process, depending on the country, and now we're talking about Nigeria, it gives room for quacks. It gives yeah. room for complication. Yeah. It gives room for rape. Yeah. You know, these are the That's things true. we don't talk about. Most girls go to get a DNC and they get raped in the process. Okay. Because you are not supposed to be here in the first place. In fact, the person that is, you know, performing the procedure on you is seeing you as a disadvantaged person so if you don't give me this sex i will not do it and now you you are desperate in the first place you have so to give in, give in. in your mind you're like is it not is it not even sex that brought me here in the first place? let me just cuckoo give this person so that i would you know and then you leave that table with the trauma of going through the pain being raped and having no support yeah there
0: are other there are other complications too due to the fact that we don't have our sexual reproductive rights here it gives room for unsafe abortion do you understand and yes calling it calling it an unsafe abortion like you already know what you need to know it is not safe these people are not doing it right so imagine mm-hmm. them tampering with maybe one organ or the other, and you start bleeding. So many girls have lost their life in the process of getting a DNC because sometimes mm-hmm. the bleeding just doesn't stop, and you keep losing blood. And you cannot if even tell I the next person this is talk. what I'm going
1: through. You <laughs> see <laughs> where my eye not see no go end. <laughs>
0: My sister,
1: you don't know, go ahead. Sure. I let's, swear. Let's to, it's a lot
0: for, for for the girls, the women. It's a lot, And you're even
1: guys. missing one important point again. You're hiding it from either your from parents or the people you're you. living around you. Exactly. And then you're trying to cover up, you're trying to act normal, to do no. the things you used to do before, even when you're it's not strong me. enough, just because you want to put up a front. They want to prove
0: to them that you're okay even when they sense that you're not really okay you lie that you're your period most, most girls they don't even visit the quack like we say to get these things done they administer these drugs to themselves by their own selves like i don't yes. know if i if i actually if i actually i don't know whether i speak the english you are supposed to speak. become cannot be english person
1: people me, also giving you advice to take concussions that May never work. You try. You see really? people mixing concussions. Let me give you this, you
0: know? I used to have a friend. <laughs> Let me give you this. Yeah. I used to have a friend. Her name is Anita. So I I was staying with her that period, and it happened. She missed her period. So I was even more worried than the person involved. So I was not like, okay, fix a date. Let's go to the hospital. At least yeah. you can see a doctor that would agree to do this for you. He can tell you the drug sticker. She was like, go ask me to go find who? I bear go. Come straight, come on, buy lime and godons. I'm not like, what yeah. are you doing with lime and godons? She said, Don't worry. Truth be told, we went out, she bought gordons, bought lime. As early as 4 a.m., she woke up, she sliced those uh, uh, limes she bought, she sliced them, yeah. had to squeeze the juice into a cup. Then poured in um, the Gordon's dry gin. She drank this concussion Now she drinks it every morning. As soon as she drinks it, she starts shaking her stomach. She wouldn't. She wouldn't be herself for a while. She did this thing for like four good days. Then that was how she performed. She successfully performed an abortion for herself by her own self. Now, these things she took. Trust me, they are not safe for her. Yes, they are not safe. In Anyway, they might not, she might, they might not really hot her now, but in future, you see all these women that tell you, uh, I'm married for 24 years, no issue. I'm still looking, this yes, this is
1: how it starts exactly, exactly. Taking and, things, and it it, it takes me putting. back to what I said about having abortion clinics because it's not just about you going through that procedure, you also have to go back for checkup. So, whether it's exactly. the medical abortion you had or the surgical one. The surgical one is, I think, is the one that is most rampant in Nigeria because that's the one you get, you lie down and, you know, the aspiration method. But the medical, yeah. yeah. But the medical one is not that popular. People don't tend to use it, you know. And even the drugs, you can't get it in everywhere. In fact, even here in South Africa, before you're able to get that drug, you're supposed to get a licensed doctor's prescription yeah that you know allow you buy it from over the counter and then while you take it and the process starts you have to be checking in to the hospital you know you have to still go back for check up and they look at yeah. you to ensure that you know the uterus Everything expel- is in order Everything yeah. and all that. But you see now, while you were talking about people taking concussions and, you know, self-aborting and all that, that is the missing link, you know. And personally for me, like I said at the beginning of this interview, we are not we are not here to judge right or wrong, you know. But we are having this conversation in the interest of people's health, when you see that a particular method is not working you don't ignorantly push continue or consistently push that narrative with the hope that yeah. okay one day or shebi you are the one that decided to have sex you have to bear the consequences yeah you know in a forward-moving society yeah. and a society that have good intentions and are proactive for members of the society people should have options and be allowed to exercise their free will because at the end of the day whether you like it or not you are not going to answer for another person's sins in quotes now morally everybody is going to answer for their own sins right yeah. and so and so having those repercussions later maybe because you've been hiding it's for me it's i'm 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 having this conversation to highlight that as much as we want people to do the right thing when we push them and they do the wrong thing it impacts the society one way or the other
0: criminalizing abortion it doesn't it doesn't stop abortion actually it doesn't it, doesn't. it just makes it makes abortion less safe, and you know, like, and it makes it expensive now, unsafe, as
1: well. Very exactly. expensive. Unsafe
0: abortion is like unsafe abortion is like the third leading cause of maternal death. You don't even know what you're doing, and I don't blame them because you, we don't have we don't have um, like you said this kind of thing is not legal here. We don't have the abortion clinic where you can easily walk into and do what you want to do safely. We don't have for most of these doctors, they hide to do it.
1: Yeah, to lead us to experience sharing because when we talk about these things like this, it begins to look as if we are just cooking up the stories, or maybe that is yeah. what we think that happens, you know. But I always say that every adolescent has thought of having an abortion at one point, at one point of the other while they are sexually active, even if they don't eventually get pregnant. Why do I say so? When a young person is sexually active and they have a pregnancy scare, right? They begin to think, oh my God, what if I get pregnant? And once they think, oh my God, what if I get pregnant? The option of abortion comes to their mind. As much as they dread as much as they dread it, as much as they feel guilty or they feel their moral um, their moral emotions come in, you will see them resolving that, hmm, I don't know, but if I get pregnant, I must remove it. In fact, they yeah. come to that resolve. So for some of them, even when they don't eventually get pregnant, they have they resolved already have in, in their mind, mind that, huh, yeah if this thing happens me i'm going to do it too i don't care because they begin to state their their reasons mm. right so for me and that was why i mentioned Ella, it's not even a case of judgment per se whether it is right or wrong is the fact that it is our reality and we cannot keep ignoring or pretending that these thoughts don't come to our mind and we don't accept to want to do it even when we are spiritually how do i put it now even when our morality kicks in we won't always want to say okay i will do it later she be god i'll go and ask for forgiveness and do it yeah. but my own issue now is while you make that resolve and you eventually go through it not going through it in a safe in a safe way so from experience right first time i visited a clinic in fact when i got pregnant i was thinking of killing myself because i didn't know anybody that would introduce me or take me to where i would you know get a dnc so I was like, oh my God, it's just better for me to die, you know, so I was seriously contemplating killing myself, because I couldn't bear the thought of, okay, you know, people discovering now I'm pregnant, I didn't have any old, you know, when you, you know, there are people that have older friends that don't, we don't tear (laughs) eye, you know, there are those friends that, They are way beyond their age. They know a lot of things, you know, and they they can be able to offer you one solution. I didn't have such. So it it was a terrible time for me. So after four weeks, which is like a month, I've not seen my period. It was really like, I was so depressed. It was weighing on my heart. And I was now like, okay, so which method should I use? Should I drink? Um, insecticide, or you know, how do I do it in such a way that it's not painful? Yes, you're laughing. It's, it was serious. Yes. I understand. But then there was this my dad's friend. You know, but he he's a younger person. You know, so but he he was not so young, but he's a young person in terms of he he likes to he likes to be around young people. You know, so you always yeah. see him around hanging around young people, and they discuss so he was a youthful kind of adult, yeah, so I walked up to him, and I was now like, "I have a problem, and he was now like, "What is wrong with you?" I said, "If I tell you this, promise me that you're not going to tell anybody, not even my parents and he was now like at this one, you're telling me not to tell your parents what is the problem." I told him, I said. This is what is the problem. Like, this is my predicament. I am pregnant. My first question he asked me is Who is responsible? Yeah. I told him. He now said, Okay, so what is he saying? I told him he's saying the usual thing that most guys say I am not ready uh, to be a father and I don't want the child.
0: child. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, he was now like okay so what do you want to do you know he was it was even more of wanting to know how he can help me and so i was not like i don't know really right now that what i am considering is taking my own life because i know that my dad will kill me you know I'll i was giving you. reasons why i you know i was saying my mom they would disown me out this one that one that one so he now said okay that since this is my stance about it that he knows somebody that would help me to yeah. to go through the process of dnc and i was surprised because to be honest there eh, when i was telling him this in my mind i had that 50 50 chance of saying you know he might just go and tell my parents and i am gone you know you know, but the other fifty percent, I was just hopeful that okay, maybe debt will not be the An option. Yeah, the only option I have. So when he said that, yeah. it, it came as a relief for me. But he told me that I have to bring money, and so <laughs> I went. I told the guy that was responsible. I told him, "Okay, we'll O, I'm pregnant. You say you don't want to be a uh, father, or you bring money. Money. The guy said, ah, which money? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny now, but it was crazy. The longer shot of this story is that eventually it was this same man that brought the money for that the procedure. The In fact, yeah. he said he is borrowing me this money and that I should find a way to... Pay him him back the money. Yeah. So I was now like, no problem. I'll find a way to pay you back because I was so desperate. And so he took me there. But you know what happened? When he took me there, we went together in a public transport. When we got to the place, the place was just like a clinic, normal clinic where people walk in and get, you know, and get treatment and all that. But it only functioned at a particular time. So, and because okay. it was illegal, you can't just walk in and tell the people that you want to do ADNC. So, they begin to ask yeah. you questions. What do you want? Are you well? Are you sick? If you say, um, I'm not sick, so why are you here? You know, they'll begin to ask you questions to know whether, because they are also hiding. They don't want it to be a setup. Maybe you came to set them up. You might claim that you're. Yeah you're pregnant, but maybe the police has sent you. So when you get information, they'll come and lock them down, you see? So these are some of the things that, you know, some of the challenges, you know, people face when they go through this process. So when I got there, the guy just, when we alighted, the guy pointed me to the place and said he was going to sit at a nearby store around, that he's not going to walk in there with me. So, at the end of the day, it was only me that was doing the whole waka. I entered there when the nurse was interrogating me. When she now finally found out that, okay, I am not here to set them up, she now said, okay, oh yeah, pee in this thing. I peed. She did a test and found out that, okay, I was really pregnant. She now said, okay, so who who she, he, she now asked me who told you about Please this place run.
0: okay okay no
1: she even asked me who told you about this place i was not like a friend he said okay so where's the friend why is the friend not here with you you know i said mm-hmm. that this is my first time and my friend is afraid and all that and i said okay so that i would have to go back and come the following day because the that particular day was already booked
0: yeah
1: that's my turn will be tomorrow so i should come back the following morning for my own procedure so when i came back the following day when i came back the following day the guy did not agree to go with me again because he felt that he had already shown me the place place. so i already know yeah but then he kept on calling me on the phone asking me okay are you there how are you you know that kind of thing so when i got there It was my turn I was seated in a room nobody prepares you for these things nobody you're there your heart in your in your stomach you're thinking yeah. of whether you're going to survive this you're thinking of what if you die you know these are all the things you're thinking of
0: I'm, I'm just shaking so my was, head right now
1: I'm telling you it's very traumatic because that moment you're, you've just given you you know what you make up your mind you say okay whatever comes out of it you're ready to bear it you're ready to bear it so whether it is death or you're already ready for death but you're hoping that yeah. you come out successful so when it was my turn the the doctor called me in and i was now like okay okay how how long overdue are you I couldn't say anything. I just told him that I was supposed to see my period um, last month and it didn't come out last month. So he told me, so you're you're more than two months gone. I said, no, that is just, Said he, he, he now told me that that is not the way to count it. That yeah. if you're going to count when you're pregnant, they count from the last time you saw your period. You
0: saw your period, yeah. Not the last, the
1: last time. time you were supposed to see it. To
0: see it, yeah.
1: So that was my first education. So the man asked me, are you married? Of course I wasn't married, but I didn't know why the guy was asking me, the man was asking me all that question. He was, he was, was, He was really an aged man. Not really aged, but he was really, really you know matured in age not in character though because eventually what happened was he now asked me to lie down that he wanted to you know palpitate and check so when I laid down the man pressed my stomach after pressing my stomach I noticed that his hand was going down so I kept quiet I was now like is this part of the procedure? Because I have never been in such situation before. It's your first time. So the next thing I felt was his fingers inside my wow. vagina. Yes. Wow. And then that was when I now, like, I squeezed my legs closed. Like, I squeezed it harder. I was not like, ah, uh-uh, what? The man said that I would have to open up to him. I was now like, no, that this is not why I'm here. The man said, shut up. What do you mean? It's not why you're here. Are you not here because somebody got you pregnant and you want to remove it? If I am bold enough so to open wants, for he my... He wants
0: to add to the pregnancy.
1: He said, if I am bold enough to open for my boyfriend, I should be bold enough to open for him as well. Wow. wow. I swear, it was a shocker to me. It was a shocker to me because it wasn't what I was expecting. That's number one. Number two was the fact that everything was just happening at once. You know, I was still harboring that fear of what will happen if I go through this process and die. I was also harboring the fear uh, of rape. And so the next thing the doctor said was I would have to choose one. Either he he sleeps with me here or... I go and find another place to do the V&C. That is my choice. And then he left me lying there and he went back. He was actually wearing a glove. So he removed his glove. And then he called the nurse in the intercom and asked the nurse to call the next patient in. So while he was doing that, he was just telling me I should get up and leave. So in the whole of all that thing happening, of course, I was a desperate one. I just told him, you know what? Okay, fine, 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 fine. It's okay. You know, I will, I will, I will. That was what I was saying. (laughs) Remembering it now is so, it's so, it's so painful, but you know when, when, when we discuss such topics, and for me, what moved me to want to have this conversation, actually, is the fact that I know that these things still happen. And in a society like ours, where, you know, things about abortion is happening, hush, hush, right? A lot of people go, get away with things that they shouldn't get away with. Because, After that procedure that day, I left with not just the pain of the process, but the pain of knowing that I was violated just because I wanted to get Get this procedure. And somebody listening now may think, eh, but you brought it upon yourself. Who asked you, who said you should go and have sex? But the truth is that it is not that straightforward. It is not that black and white. It takes you to be in that situation to really know what it feels really like. To really
0: understand, yes,
1: yes. For a teenager yes. and a young person, you're not thinking about repercussions. You're going with the flow of the moment. You're going with the high of wanting to explore life. And then if you're unfortunate, you fall into that you know, predicament. If you're fortunate, you might just be having sex and you're not getting pregnant, you know. And you think, okay, you are being lucky. Okay, maybe you are, you understand. But some people are not that lucky, you know. And so, after that procedure, I left and I didn't feel the same way again, ever again, you know. And so, I couldn't tell anybody because... Telling somebody about this will result in me saying what I went there to do in the first place. Yeah. And that's why I say that the illegality gives room for people to violate your rights, even wax. Because I remember that same day after my, pro- you know, after the procedure, they allow you to lie down for a while. They send you somewhere to like maybe four, five to 10 minutes to get yourself and all that. So while I was still lying down there, another girl was already there before me and she was really bleeding heavily, you know, and the nurse came in and told the girl she should get up and start leaving. The girl was like, I'm weak. I can't. The nurse was like, we cannot allow you to stay here so that anything will happen to you. Go back to your father's house. And I swear, I swear and the girl came alone too as well so she even she didn't even have anybody to like lean on to support her or you know hold her together so she was now crying and begging the nurse that the nurse should give her another 10 minutes you know and there and then she was trying to recollect herself you know and be strong and in fact when that girl left i was wondering i hope Wherever she is, that she is safe, you know. I hope she is. Well, because she really bled so much, and she was complaining that she was weak, her eyes were turning. And I guess the nurse was also afraid of the girl. Anything dying happening that to the girl there. You know, so yeah. yeah. So she was like, she was now like pressuring the girl. Eh, 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 eh. Kunye, Kunye, get up, get up, get up. Start going, start going. You can't be doing this here. You know, she was even saying like, uh, uh, see others, they will do their own. Five minutes, they are okay. You, you are behaving like, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so this is just to give insight to the whole process and why. Yes, you may survive it, you may come out, but the trauma, the scar is there. And what if you're not fortunate enough to come out alive? Now I can say confidently that abstinence is still the best option because I have gone through it. I have learned my lesson. And I can now say that, you know, last, last, abstinence is still the best option. But what if I died? I might not have had the opportunity to get to this realization and add my voice to you know saying that you know what all this up and down just calm down it's not like that you know it's not like that because eventually especially in the kind of society we live in eventually the man responsible 80 percent of the time will not be there with you no matter how much he has professed he loves you and he gets into they you. And and sometimes they are the one insisting that you don't use a condom. Sometimes they tell you if you love me, you will not we will not be using condom. They give you some mm-hmm. some conditions. You know, and us now, Mumu, you'll be behaving. I love you, I love you. I have to prove that I love you. Eventually you well, nobody is doing that, Mumu. Now sing.
0: that was dame. <laughs> <laughs> I started having sex not quite early you know I was this child that yes I looked Raz I, I acted ras. that was when I was younger still a virgin even my friends I don't even let my friends know that I was still a virgin when I was in secondary school because mm. like it, it would look like you're weak you know you're mm. not you are not happening girl that kind of thing so yeah funny enough uh, the first time I had sex it happened to be without my consent so with my class teacher actually in secondary school i remember vividly how the oh, whole thing played out yes so um luckily for me nothing happened to me so after that experience i told myself that omo i'm not i'm not doing anything with any guy it's better i end up being a lesbian than mingling with guys because i had this so much hate and and pain and everything but i couldn't speak yeah. Because mm. people would be like, no, they do busybody, you know that kind of thing. I couldn't speak to anybody, I couldn't say anything. I stopped attending his classes. Once it gets to his period, I leave the class, and he he knew what he did, and he couldn't call me back or force me to attend his classes and all that. Mm. So I had to allow the whole thing slide. Then I that was the first, and that was the last. That was then. Then a few years later, I met this guy then we started dating so he was like so in my head i lost my virginity with this person not the previous guy so it happened i missed my period and i told him that i missed my period i didn't even know i missed my period funny enough one day i woke up i was feeling somehow i was i was Mm -hmm. not feeling myself i was tooling at the same time i was throwing Mm -hmm. up that was quite unusual the feeling was crazy so only me like on my own i took myself to uh, a nearby um it's not actually a hospital but it's like a pharmacy but then they offer hospital services they have where they can treat people where they can lay down and all of that so i had to go there i went there i told the nurse that please you should give me something that I'm feeling like I want to fence and my stomach is biting me I've been stooling and vomiting at the same time you know I still myself so she first question she asked me was are you pregnant I was like how no I'm not so she was like okay she gave me an injection that had to put me to sleep then I slept off they gave me a bed I slept off. I was all by myself so when I woke up I grabbed my phone I called my supposed boyfriend then and I was like, mm. like, I'm in the hospital. This is this is the situation I found myself in. So he was like, okay, he's coming to know what's up with me. So when he came, the nurse came to see me. I was like, how am I feeling? I said, I feel better. She said, okay, they need to run some tests on me to know what actually is wrong. So that they they said they will run malaria, typhoid, clinical clinical listed series of tests they needed me they needed me to undergo, which. Um, I agreed to. Then the nurse was like, then they need to run pregnancy tests still. My boyfriend then was like, no, why pregnancy tests? The nurse was like, it could actually be one of the reasons. So let them just add it. So I said, please just run the test, run every necessary test. All the results came out, and it happened that I was just pregnant. That was the only thing that was wrong with me. I was just pregnant then she was not like oh, obviously when she broke the news to me she saw the look on my face and everything like i just started crying at that point i wasn't even thinking of any other thing i was just thinking of my family people ha this yes. believe so much in <laughs> me you know <laughs> me that's the first thought <laughs> no 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 uh, uh, my dad my mom and my mom used to we're just two girls my mom used to tell me and my sister that um the family should come from. We don't undergo abortion. If you undergo abortion, mm. you would die. Ah, die, yeah. If you needed to see me, you know, like, God, I started sweating. I couldn't help it. I started crying. I was just crying. You know, I just knew that I wasn't ready for this phase. So she gave me some time to put myself together and she came back. My boyfriend was still there. So she was not like, Would you love to see the doctor? that if you want to undergo a DNC at least she was that nice to bring up that option to me because I was still thinking even if I want to get rid of it how will I go about it do you understand so many thoughts was running through my mind and my boyfriend then wasn't even helpful like he was just there so I was not like okay see the situation at hand what do we do Baba said I should keep it I said keep what (laughs) keep what exactly like hello you i don't even know me are you who they so we went to see the doctor and he said the procedure would cost us twenty thousand naira so luckily for me my my boyfriend was willing to give me the money but the doctor said i can't be able to undergo that procedure at that point because i'm already weak due to the injection and the whole thing that happened that day that i'll have to come the next day or if the next day I still feel weak, then I have to postpone. Then my boyfriend took me home and um, gave me the money. I mean, I was hopeful that the next day he would go with me. You're know, giving me the money means you, you're just sending me out. Like, go ahead, you know? Exactly, so exactly. When he gave me when he gave me that money, I was not like, why are you giving me the money? You're meant to go with me the next day. He said he's working, work this, work that, this, that, that, that. Of course at that point i didn't kill i just because it, it was more like i was the only one involved in this whole thing so at yeah. least i've seen the money so he should go and die i collected the money from him the next day i came to the hospital so i went to see this doctor and usually now, lie down i laid down i was wearing a child i told me to take it off which i took off i laid down and he told me to open my legs, and he brought some pills. So he was not like mm. touching me down there, you know. Like, if I let me say the way it, it happened, he was fingering me. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. Then I was feeling uncomfortable. I'm not like doctor. He said he's checking something that I have to calm <laughs> down. I open mm. my legs for my boyfriend freely. So why can't I undergo this process? Ah, uh, uh, it's so, almost like the now same a, thing. Mm. The reason why I was not so upset was because he was holding this pill on his left hand and was doing me with his right hand. So I felt okay. He's trying to pave way for the drugs to enter. Now I me, mean, what do enter. I know? Exactly. <laughs> what do I know? So while he was doing all that and everything, then he removed his hand and was like, "I should take this pill. I should go to the uh, bathroom and start it myself." Ah. After now? everything, oh my After god, everything like you can imagine. Oh so, me, me at that point, eh, I know just I know stent. I went to the bathroom and inserted the pill. I came back, like, then he now gave me, uh, I think an injection which turned my system upside down, like, I was not myself. Hot sheets way home, me. So, I was walking mm. to the bathroom, I didn't know that there was something like a pillar, and I was taller so i carry my mm. forehead heat for that pillar like you know the pain everything was just not happening the right way i finally went home and the bleeding was not here the bleeding was not here i i know what i went through for once this guy did not call me to ask me v what's up with you how are you how feeling? did he go did you did yeah ex- he never called I I I was okay. It was even few weeks after. That was when he called me to know what's up with me. So while I I was going through this process, I I know what I was like. And then now, how many how many part I change? How many part a day? Like I literally became an always ambassador because I'm always buying. Do you hmm. understand? I spent money. I spent. So after this whole thing, I now notice that i it got to a point that i started lactating i started Mm. lactating like my breast like producing milk when there is no child do you understand and it was crazy for me and because of the initial experience i i had of this doctor you know doing things to me i didn't have that courage to go back there so i had to go elsewhere now i went elsewhere i didn't really tell this guy what happened i just told him that um i noticed that my breast is producing milk which yeah. is not normal and a doctor now you'll be free to show him i had to take off my clothes took off my brand he was looking at my breast he pressed it now saw so that yes i was actually lactating you know lactating. so he was not yeah. like he was not like okay that um sometimes that this is like a hormonal imbalance yeah mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which hap, which occurs so he's going to give me this drug that would that would um help me you know that the drug would help me to stop the whole thing to dry it up and to take it once a week but i will have to come back after three weeks so he'll check and know how i'm doing so i collected his number after three weeks i came back i was still lactating but it was not as severe as before so yeah. i came back to this guy and i was in his office with him so he was not like, how am I feeling? I explained myself. I'm not like, yes, there is improvement and I'm glad. So he told me to take off my shirt so he would check. So I took off my shirt and this guy pressed my breast and was not like, oh, there is The way anyway, he was even holding me. <laughs> oh, there is improvement. Next thing, he was not putting his mouth on my nipples. Oh, wow. <laughs> you oh, know? Wow. Next thing, he was not putting his mouth on my nipples. I slapped him i like, uh, his name is Chris. I'm not even hiding it. I'm not like, Chris, what's your problem? He said, ah, then look at my beautiful breast. He cannot resist not to suck it.
1: Ah, bros. Ah, no, na. <laughs> You know? Ah, no, nah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ah. laughing. Please.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Actually, it's funny. Like, you know it very well that I'm even lactating. Because me was even think that stuff that was coming out as disease. And you want to yes. put your mouth.
1: No, but understand? the fact that you know he even thought about it, you know, you know, and, and and that's that's what I'm talking about, right? These people know they will get away with it because in the first place, if you report Who are you complaining what, to? exactly, and if you're complaining to people, are you going to say that you went for an abortion and this thing happens to you? Thank
0: you. The conversation exactly. will turn
1: around immediately and they'll start asking you, Oh, so you went for an abortion. Eh, you know, so I'm just hoping that as we share this our stories right it gives people insight to what really happens because like we started off abortion is something that people don't really talk about because most yeah, women love- see it as a thing of shame number one and they don't want to you know fall into that risk of being judged but the truth is Man. that there are a lot of a lot of, um, what's, what's that word again? Atrocities that happen in that process that go unreported. People go through a lot that when they come out, eventually they are more scared and traumatized more than they were before they went through that process. So my hope is that in sharing the stories and lending our voice to why we feel like this thing should be left for people to decide you know at the end of the day let morality when it is is subjective it's more um it's more fruitful when i know when i am convicted by myself when i tell myself that this is not good and i shouldn't do it it bears more fruits than when somebody imposes their morality on you and you don't even understand it it's not going to yield anything or any fruit you know and imagine young girls that has that have died through this process or young girls that have been violated you know some some I, i even have a friend that kept on because she didn't have money she became a sex slave to this doctor she kept on going whenever the doctor felt like having sex she would call her and because she didn't have money but the doctor agreed to do it without money if only she would keep on you know coming coming to have sex with him she agreed you know she kept on kept on kept on kept on until the man Got tired of her and he stopped but then imagine the trauma imagine what this girl has been through all her life giving her body to somebody that she doesn't like or she's not willing to just because she has to pay off a debt yeah. you know so these stories don't make the limelight because they don't make it for people to hear because of shaming because of the fear of shaming and because of judgment you know but these atrocities keep going on so for me i feel like the lesser of the two evil is to make contraceptives accessible
0: appropriate sexual education
1: accessible i
0: yield it too you have yes. the IUD too and see the fact is eh, it this this part of the country we we'll find ourselves in is actually the problem we're having in all these mm. things because I remember wanting to get um, an IUD installed in my body I remember wanting it I went to the hospital and the nurse said they, can't administer,
1: <laughs> they said they can't administer such to me because, because I'm not you're married. married exactly yes Exactly. I faced the same too. I faced so, the same too. And 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 it was it was it was a surprise to me because I was now like okay, so I was surprised why too, is because I read about this for thing many people know. I can
0: hmm. imagine it. I read about this, I read a lot about it. I even they uh, uh they even directed me to a hospital where I can have this done. I'm not like, okay, if I use this option, at least it can last me for like three years or more, depending. Fine, let me get this done. And it wasn't so expensive. yeah, I mean, the lady said I'm not married, and so they can't um introduce such to me. I yeah. was wowed. I was wowed. Yeah, so
1: so so for me in this whole case is more about choosing the lesser evil in the two. Even though some people may disagree with me that there's nothing evil about, you know, people choosing what they want to do, you know. But just for political correctness, because as for me, currently, I know that I would not, even at my age now, it would be something disgraceful to to say that I'm going to lie on an abortion table, you know, because with the things I know and with the exposure, I wouldn't choose that. I would choose the option of making sure that it prevents it in the first place. And not just by popping a pill into my mouth, but I understand that by popping a pill, it may not even give me up to 70% guarantee that I will not get pregnant. So it's better I go for the optimum 80%, 90% and I am assured, rest assured that i am not going to go through that trauma i don't know are there any last words you want to say before we end the conversation yeah an advice
0: to my younger self i'm going to use myself (laughs) an advice to my younger self is that um you just have to be careful shine your eye (laughs) exactly you just have to be careful because if i knew what actually what i know now if i had known all this then i wouldn't have found myself in that situation since the yeah. try to find ourselves in they don't really take sex education so serious we, at least we have access to the internet we can yeah. we, we can learn a lot we can learn a lot from there so uh, i'm i i actually agree with the fact that abstinence is still the best option here but trust me all of us just want to do that bad thing yeah so <laughs> let's not deceive ourselves <laughs> <laughs> so, since, since we all want to eat that fruit that forbidding fruit let's it know that it sense. comes with exactly it comes with some consequences that we can actually prevent if you shine your air, your eye away where, where, you understand exactly so, uh, yeah
1: that's a sweet note to end this thank you so much V for your time I really enjoyed this this actually I felt like I was talking to um my sister you know when you sit down and you're having this sister chit chat free of judgment free you know a safe space kind of I felt safe having this conversation with you thank you actually i i have
0: um i have um i have um a page where where i want to create this room where i could easily interact with these younger ones about things like this sexguy.ng so it's a page where i can actually interact with these younger ones i can put them through I'm not saying you should come to me and tell me to direct you to where to do abortion. I don't do that. I don't know what abortion <laughs> is. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can actually put you through on how you can avoid these things. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you guys for listening through this episode. As usual, let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram at the thegirlunplugged or chat me up on the Podroom app. I'll be looking forward to hear what you think, your thoughts, your comments, and all that good stuff. Don't forget to share with someone who you think might find us helpful. Hit the subscribe button to listen to more amazing stuff. And until the next episode, continue to be you to your full. Bye!